What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules Day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease I got this feeling that I've been here before I got this feeling that I've been here before hello hello oh my gosh dueling hellos hello 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 and welcome to our production of Book of Mormon <laughs> <laughs> welcome to We Know's Parenting <laughs> I'm Peter McNerney and I'm Beth Newell. And uh, we did not agree on who was starting this episode, and, <laughs> and I, I think we, uh, I think that was perfect. Um, here we are, week in review. Beth, it's been it's been a good week, I think. Yeah, uh, some exciting things. What's pops out in your mind? Well, the big thing is Halloween, right? Halloween. Did we talk about Halloween. Um, we talked our- about the prep for it a little bit, but we didn't talk about it because it didn't happen yet. You're right. It didn't happen. Yeah, time, you know. So, you know, it was a classic Halloween tale. The kids dressed up, they got candy, they ate candy, they got a little too wound up. Um, we bookended in tantrums. So, we had no plan for Halloween beyond. Uh, you you we were on top of their costumes almost again. zero plan. The good news is I panic ordered costumes in like September because I was like you know what I'm not gonna want to think about this later let's just have a backup plan yeah you've been on top of costumes every year and I asked Bryn what he wanted to be and he said a bat and I was like well he'll probably take this back halfway through the month but at least I have one costume here before everything goes to shit and uh you got a bat costume and, and he it was stuck, cute he stuck with his desire to be a bat which really was great and Maven was Peppa Pig and seemed 
a little indifferent to the costume. She didn't she like was that thing. More into it when we first got the costume, and then by yeah. the time Halloween rolled around, she was sort of like, "Yeah, my papa costume." But as soon as she walked out that door and realized what Halloween was all about again, she was <sighs> focused into it. Yeah, she was like, <laughs> she she had she immediately turned on her little maniacal giggle like it's like quietly to herself but she like realizes what's happening and she just very quietly is like <laughs> i need to get out the candy and this is not a time to get attention because someone might take the candy yeah her he- she put her head down she got the candy we came back inside after doing um three buildings in our con co-op complex which is not not huge um but it's and a lot of doors close together and everyone's giving out candy. It's a lot of candy real quick. It was efficient and they're at a good age where, the, I mean, well, I don't, I don't know a good age, but they're at an age where they have very little stamina for trick-or-treating. So it begins and ends They quickly. burn hot and bright and quick. Yeah, which is kind of nice. It's nice to just be like, all right, we did it. Yeah. So Maven walked up the stairs back into our door, sat down on the floor right in the middle of the hallway, put her bag down, started digging through it ate a lollipop, put the lollipop down on the ground, started opening more candy. She was I found ready. half-eaten lollipops in several places. <laughs> and her just trying to rip open these packages with such determination. It was great. I, she really is my daughter, and there's really a lot of focus around treats, and I understand it. She, she, do, she There was no point where she was like, now I can celebrate. It was all like, <laughs> I need to get through this because I don't know when it's going to end. But she was calm about it. Like she yeah. was just focused. Like yeah. she was like, mm, and now I'm going to sit down and reap my reward. Whereas Bryn William. Bryn and his friend who came nicely, his dad brought him over to trick-or-treat. So well, I'll say we should rewind a little bit because two hours before trick-or-treating, I was going to pick them up and... Uh, I realized none of us had a plan. So I texted Bryn's best friend's parents, our friends, and I was like, you guys want to come over? Beers, pizza, Halloween? And luckily they had no plan either. And so we scraped it together last minute and they came on over. I really enjoyed how quickly and easily the plans came together. (laughs) Oh, it was my kind of planning. Yeah. Um, Well, I love... I really have to say we got very lucky with Bryn. We've said this before, but Bryn's best friend's parents are very nice, low-key, relaxed people. Yeah. And it just makes such a difference. I I feel bad because my best friend was sim- simultaneously texting me about her Halloween night. And she had been coerced into trick-or-treating with a, another couple that had a kid. And she hated them. Oh, that's... Oh, no, And no, no. I was like, oh, that sucks. And, like, their kid's, like, having a candy meltdown and they're handling it terribly, which, like... <laughs> I, I know it sounds like I'm just being a judgmental parent, but the longer story I'm not going to tell is just she paints a picture of terrible people that she had to spend the night with. Um, so we were so lucky. There are I had a, I, I'm, you know, because I part of me is afraid of everyone. And so after I started texting, I was like, should I have done this? Was this too much trouble? Am I is this an imposition? Oh, gosh, I, maybe we should have done this. And then I'm like, oh, no, they're the coolest. They're great. And they, yeah, it was like. So Bryn, so Bryn's friend came over and the first thing that happened is they had a full screaming match about not sharing toys. <laughs> uh, and it was a total like, you're not my friend anymore yeah. type of thing. But this is again why it's so nice to have other parents that are relaxed because even when I think we sense each other being uncomfortable, there's kind of a mutual understanding that like kids are just like this oh, and yeah. they are like 
I think they are confident we're not judging. I'm fairly confident they're not judging us for our sins. Oh, I'm absolutely certain that the only fear in the room is is like looking bad in front of the other person and right. no one is judging anyone else. And that's ultimately why it's so great. Yeah. That, that was like the other nice thing about this, these plans coming together so quickly is that um, sometimes when we have people over our houses, I have to say almost too clean because maybe the cleaning lady just came and I feel like people think that I then expect their house to look like that when I walk in. So the nice thing about this night is that they came over and our house was pretty much a mess. And I cleaned it up in a little bit. It wasn't an embarrassing mess. It was just like there but was I think stuff the, everywhere. The last like there two was... times they came over, it had coincidentally just been after the cleaning lady. Yeah, so yeah. So I was starting to, to feel like they neat. think we're super anal. Yeah. Um. And so it was like actually, my parents came over this weekend right after the cleaning lady, and I it was great letting them think that we're so put together. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, your parents, I don't think they would care one way or the other. No, so not at all. It's, still, <laughs> it's fine. I'm, but, I don't worry about it. Um, yeah, anyway, it just feels good to like be like, see, we're also a mess sometimes. It's uh, <laughs> That's a sort of the opposite <laughs> fear people have. It's like, oh, thank God the apartment was dirty. <laughs> so, they, so they know we're not weirdos. Well, I just... So they're not stressed. I think everyone has their own weird anxieties they're working with. And my thing is because we live in a two-bedroom apartment, I can't handle like chaos because yeah. it's like you. I feel like claustrophobic, like I'm in too enclosed a space. And if we had a bigger house and there was a messy playroom, I think I would just shut the door and, you know, go to other rooms. Yeah. But we don't. So I feel like we're pretty like uptight about the – organization because I just want to like walk in and not be like in constant chaos. Oh, um, yeah, I, I know. I mean, and so the, anyway, my, my anxiety then becomes, am I making people think I'm a crazy lunatic uptight person? My two best friends growing up <laughs> moms were like super particular and neat and organized and i felt like absent-minded me would always break some antique they had just bought that the the scary thing for me is like if i was a stay-at-home mom i think that's who i would become and just like yeah my all my focus would be going into the house and i would just like be constantly following the kids around being like why is this not clean what are you doing don't put that down you know like i just i think we've got a good balance (laughs) i know that like if this place is cleaner than you expect it to be when you get home we're gonna have a great night together (laughs) uh and it's like more on me a lot of the time and i think you not having that's exactly what saves you from the fate you exactly you were just talking about it's more on you to what I'm that like that last minute dishes pick up stuff on like during the week because you're usually coming home after they go to bed. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all. I don't fully understand what you're implying, but okay. well, I'm afraid to dig into it. So let's. I'm gonna. Are you saying that you? It sounds like you're saying you you do more. You, of you the know, it was a really fun thing about Halloween. Is <laughs> that when Brit came over? Oh, okay. So I will say we went. They went trick-or-treating, and uh, Brynn and his friend were, like, over the moon excited about being out to the point where they, at, pretty quickly into it, went into, like, full Halloween mania where they were just 
screaming at the moon in pure joy and running away from us in a way that was a little dangerous <laughs> and just falling in the grass and like maniacal. Yeah. And we could tell like we got to get them inside. Right. Uh, and then Bryn saw his friend from school and his friend. Yeah. It was just like there was a lot happening. It's yeah. weird because th- we don't see our neighbors a lot because we're just not like hanging out outside. We're friendly people. We're not friendly. <laughs> and... um. There, but there's a lot of little kids, and then on it's only on Halloween that you really fully realize what a big community of, like, kids and parents there are, like, right at our doorstep yeah. that we're not taking advantage of. And you um, knock on a door, and they open it, and it's like, oh, it's you! You live a hundred feet from me. Yeah, and that, so then it's, like, total chaos, because all these little kids are running around, and you're like, oh, I should be, like, saying hi to this person and connecting with them, but, like, my kid's running into the street, and I'm just, whatever. I would say my favorite woman whose uh, door we knocked on. I've, I've seen her a few times, met her, she's very nice, but she always says something a little bit weird. <laughs> we came to the door and she was like, oh, so cute. You know, we used to take pictures of everyone, but you can't do that anymore because now you're a weirdo. <laughs> I, I love that. Like, well, I was also like, imagine trying to get these kids to stand still for a picture. Yeah. I think the funny, the other funny thing about our co-op is that there's all of these older people who have lived here since they had kids here and they raised their kids yeah. here and they when they were raising kids here in like the 70s eight, I don't know 80s I can't, I have no well, sense of how our, old anyone is no, our next door neighbors definitely was raising kids here in the 70s her kid yeah anyway so they lived in a time when most people were stay-at-home moms and they were like this tight-knit community of moms that were all hanging out together and they told me like they tr- there's like a sort of rec room that no one really uses here that you can rent out for birthday parties. And yeah. they were like, oh, yeah, years ago we turned that into a daycare. And like it's just like they had such a tighter community that I'm like jealous of. But also like I wouldn't want that life. You know, you we know? want we want everyone else here to have that life so we can benefit <laughs> from it. But we don't want to participate. Yeah, that's true. I want to be a madman husband. <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> um, I, I, I was going to say, me too. Um, but um, <laughs> Well, sorry. Good no, luck. I, I don't. The other exciting thing that happened this week is grandma and grandpa showed up. Yes. My oldest brother ran in the marathon. Um, he has several times and I've never gone to watch him do it. And I feel really guilty about it. <laughs> um, seven years ago, my mom made me cry about it. I um, have already argued this with you, but yeah. to say she made you cry for something that you did to her that then she made you feel bad about. Oh, I do. Well, see, here's what I'm not explaining when I say that because I realize now it sounds like she was mean or something. But yeah, no, she called me out. Framed on it that way. She called me out on the fact that my oldest brother has come to a million of my shows and that I have not come watch him in the marathon, and she was upset by it. And I was like. Fine, and I hung up the phone and I burst into tears because my mom yelled at me. Well, and she you, was right. That's not all you did, but I'll leave it at that. That's the short version. Um, but okay. I take full responsibility. She was right, and that's why I cried. My mom got mad, and I disappointed her. Um, anyway, also didn't go this year, um, but children and all that, I had a better excuse than I had seven years ago. So your parents came up here for the afternoon from the airport, which was very nice. Um, they had a great time. Had a great time just popping in. I love that our kids love their all their grandparents. And uh, like FaceTime. So my parents live in Chicago. And I FaceTime 
with my mom like all the time. And so my parents, my uh, friend and Maven know them really, really well. And uh, that would not be the case, you know, 10 years ago. I was FaceTiming my parents. Well, Bryn and Maven were in the stroller last night and we were outside and they, Bryn talks on the phone like he's a 50 year old man. (laughs) And he's just like, he talks to the world like he's he's a 50 year old man. Like my parents were like, how's it going? And he's like, well, it's sunny out, but it's getting dark. And, And he like gives like a weather report. He's like, it's getting colder. I don't know. And like, and then he like, he was, I was telling my parents that your parents had just stopped by and that Michael is running the marathon and they, and Bryn was like, I told Michael, just don't stop running. And he like, was just repeating, like the way he tells the stories is ridiculous. His tone. And when we were with your parents. The key about that marathon is you just got to keep running. When we were with your parents. And we, we went out to get lunch with them and Bryn walks into the restaurant and he just like saunters in like he owns the place. Saunter is the correct word. He's like swinging his arms, like just surveying the room. You might as well be like, Trish, how are you? Yeah. Good to see you. How are the kids? He's like, um, you guys serve chicken fingers? Like he, that's like how he talks to servers. Like when we <laughs> went, we went through the McDonald's drive-thru. I don't know if I already said this on here, but we went through yeah, the, you did. and he like, he's just like, Hey. Um, are we getting are, who's, are we taking care of those chicken fingers? <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. Just ketchup. I don't like the dressing or anything. I just like ketchup. Um, and he did. Uh, he did great. Yeah, and then. Oh he, my god! I need. Sorry if I'm wrong. I just remembered something. Go ahead. Keep going. I just got excited. You and I got into a classic fight, which is that I mm-hmm. wanted to enjoy my meal and let him watch. Uh, something on the iPhone because he was literally under the table crawling all over the dirty restaurant floor and you wanted to not do that. Um, yeah, I had a, I had a full freak out in that moment <laughs> in that you gave him YouTube and the volume was playing too loud and I, and I was, I felt paralyzed. Right. Nothing makes me more, uncom- more uncomfortable when anyone is playing music out loud. I don't know why. But then it ended up being so funny because he was watching Dama Cosita on yeah. YouTube and our waiter comes over who's this hispanic guy and we were both so apologetic because the volume was a little too loud and i was like i'm sorry um and i I was like trying not to interrupt the order and then he was like clearly delighted that Bryn is watching this video and he's like oh is he trying to learn the dance he's like oh this this guy was so jazzed yeah he just connected with a four-year-old he goes oh i'm trying to get the dance for what is it what is it called damatokosita damatokosita if you don't know what we're talking about, you can go to our Instagram. You can also go to YouTube and search for Dama to Cosita. Um, so Bryn got a little restless at the end of the meal and he was walking around. So I went outside with him and we sat down on a bench and I don't know how it came up, but he was like, uh, so I started explaining, talking about grandma and grandpa, and I was like, you know, I used to live with them, you know, and then I moved out, and then I, I casually mentioned, yeah, like someday when you're maybe twenty two, uh, <laughs> you might have to live on your own, and I saw him process the idea of moving out, and his, he immediately got lower lip quivering, looking oh, at no. me, That's and it was terrifying, and he goes. I don't want to move out. Oh and I was God. like, oh, no, 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 you not. And I first tried the 
it's going to be in such a long time when you when you're 20s probably and he goes i don't want to and i finally ended up having to just be like bren you can live with mommy and daddy for as long as you want <laughs> his conception of time and numbers is so funny now because like he tries to negotiate things without understanding what's bigger than what so like yeah. you'll be like okay uh three more books and then he's like one more book like he just doesn't really understand the negotiation he's, he's like i will have a blue house when i'm 100 and he was getting so he got mad at me because i was saying maven's bed is gonna ship here she's getting the same twin bed as Bryn. yeah and i was explaining that to him that we're gonna get that and he was like no i'm gonna get a bunk bed because you told him we should get bunk beds or you said that in front of him after i had already ordered a bed yes and i did he kept arguing that he's gonna get a bunk bed and i was like no maven's getting the same bed as you and then i was like maybe someday you'll get a bunk bed and he was like i was like well maybe you'll get a bunk bed when you're seven and he was like i'll get a bunk bed when i'm 11 and i was like (laughs) Okay, yeah, sure. Good. Great job, master negotiator. Yeah, yeah, And then he just kept being and then he was like, "When I get a bunk bed when I'm 11, it'll be old, it'll be bigger than Maven's bed, right?" <laughs> and I was like, "Mhm." Yeah. I was like, "You got it, buddy." <laughs> he told me about beds. I was like, "Maven's bed is coming." And he goes, "I remember I was like, "Remember when you got this new bed?" And he goes, "Yeah. I used to have a brown bed." And I was like, "There was the crib." He's like, "No, I had a brown bed." I was like, yeah, that Maven's crib was your old bed. And I saw him piecing together memories and just not enjoying what I was telling him. He's like, <laughs> no, no, no. I never he slept in a crib He also might like a have been thinking about a past life, just saying. Okay, you okay. The chances yeah. that he had a brown bed in a past life are like you know 100%. What? I'll give you this. Uh, <laughs> if he had a past life, the chances of him having a brown bed are very high. Yeah, that's you know, all I'm saying. Because of wood. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. 
It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Now it's time for Did You Knows? This is where one of us reads a thing, learns something, (laughs) and shares it. Beth? So I wanted to share this article that W. Kamau Bell wrote for Men's Health. If you don't, if you're not familiar with W. Kamau Bell, he's a funny comedian, really smart guy. Um, uh, has a TV show on CNN, I think. I don't know if it's still on, but he anyway. does. Yeah. Well, he, I think he has another show coming out. I, anyway, he wrote this article for Men's Health. So the article is called W. Kamau Bell on the Secret of Raising Multiple Kids, and the thing. I, this article, he is admittedly dealing with like a four-month-old at the time. He's like writing this late at night mm-hmm. and he's not. He's got three kids, right? I believe he has three kids. At yeah. least. At least three kids. And he, so he's writing yes, he this on very. three daughters. Thank you. He has um, <laughs> three daughters. He He's writing this probably late at night in between things. He, he tweeted this out today saying like he doesn't remember writing this but he he claims it's one of the best things he ever said so a lot of this article is like the joke is that he doesn't really know what he's writing he's too tired but the the takeaway from this of the secret to raising kids i think one of my takeaways from this article is he has a part uh or his tip is accept diminishing returns and he talks about how well, I'll just read it. Being a parent is like a fire truck. Can a fire truck put out one house fire? Of course, that's exactly what it was made to do. But can a fire truck put out two house fires at the same time? Uh, and he goes on. So I think that's such a great attitude. And I think it's sort of my philosophy, honestly, towards playing mm-hmm. Dama Ticosita on mm-hmm. a phone in a restaurant is like you can, you know, control so much in so many environments and so many things during the week. But at a certain point, you just have to be like, I'm doing my best and I'm containing this fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? I Yeah. I mean, if I think anyone listening to this podcast or any of the any of the reviews we get make it clear that right. we subscribe like, to this philosophy. I think I just think for a lot of us, I think I, most people most people who have kids are working parents. And yeah. there's really only so much energy you have in the course of a week. And so you have to be like okay, if I'm having a good day, I'm rested, maybe my kids are getting a healthy meal or at least some healthy things in their diet. I'm having the craziest day of the month. That is not the day I worry about what I'm feeding my kids. That's when I just feed them enough calories to get to the next day. Uh, Yes. You (laughs) aim for an ideal. I mean, this is, I think we... uh, have we're both good at in in similar and very different ways if that like oh okay yeah let's aim for (laughs) solid uh, principles and i think and forgive ourselves when we fail and you kind of find your own minimum like i feel like okay sunday night we're all generally fairly rested the kids have been home all day that is when i try to do at least one bath (laughs) Per week. And I try to squeeze in another bath towards the end of the week or the middle of the week with the kids. But And I just hope that you do that because that's a thing I never do. You never worry about that. And I'm not blaming you because there's a lot of other things you do worry about. But getting our kids clean is not something you worry about. No. and th- uh, But it's also, though, I mean, obviously we 
I think we have a pretty good balance right now of responsibility. And there are certain things that have become like our, our specific jobs. Um, yeah. Well, I noticed that you some sometimes I think I have, I have to say, trained you to care about certain things. Uh, no, yes. Through yeah. a lot of effort. Uh, uh, and there are fear. things, there are things that still extend beyond the realm of your comprehension of caring about on a day-to-day basis. I'm open to what you're about to so, say. So, my philosophy is like I try to pick this pick up the slack in those areas and not the ones that I know you at some point will take the reins on. So for example, I know that you at a certain point will unload and load the dishwasher, but yeah. you will very rarely go around the apartment and pick up dirty glasses and plates. So I just try to herd all the dishes towards the kitchen. And I feel sort of confident that we'll have this ecosystem under control. That makes a lot of sense. Well, here's the thing. I know that I do that. And I I think of it a lot. But it's always after I've started the dishwasher. And then I go in the next room. I'm like, God damn it. Um, I also know, like, for some reason, you will take out the trash. And usually you'll take out the recycling at a certain point. But will you find garbage and break down boxes and get it to those points not necessarily um sometimes you're right i think i'm pretty good at pretty great at garbage and recycling that's my jam well i just said you were i'm just saying you're not bringing the garbage to the garbage yes that's true i do get i do have attention blindness where I'm like in that like, oh, I'm looking for a certain thing in a certain area. And then I'm so, so overly focused on that thing that obvious things beyond that scope. Right. It's like I look at my task through so binoculars. That's why I try to herd the chaos towards the kitchen. Yeah, I think that's a good plan. <laughs> and I know like there are definitely things I know you do more than me. And uh, I've talked about this before. Like baths is the big one that I know I'm just like not covering. And, but the other thing is I also know, I always just. You don't know what you don't know. Well, yes, you that's what, what I'm I about mean? to say is that <laughs> I always assume that there's a hundred things that I am completely oblivious to. And so I try to overcompensate for these, this like thing I'm blind to. Yeah, but sometimes you talk to me for example, in the earlier segment where you kind of changed subjects, you talked to me as if I'm not doing anything, but I really think you were f- very unaware of how much I am handling. Um, again, I, I agree. <laughs> I know I know that uh, my brain truly believes that I deserve more credit than I do, so, and I accept that. <laughs> mm. Anyway, anyway, this article <laughs> was really, I loved it. There's some great jokes in it, if you guys have time to read, just in terms of uh, somewhere where uh, he was, like, making a list of things, and he was like, this and this, and insert third funny thing, and it was a great... Um, uh, the, this reminded me of how I got through uh, several papers in school, where I'm like, I don't, I, I basically have the idea, but if I make my teacher laugh, I can literally fill up another paragraph. And and, that's what I kind of loved about him. What I loved about him sort of like half-heartedly writing this article and being like, this is good enough for now is it's proving the point of the whole article is like, you know, sometimes you're phoning it in at work. Sometimes you're phoning it in at home, but there's just, 
no way you could always be 100% in every area of your life. And I like, yeah, I just love that. It was a, the article uh, really spoke to me. It's and it's not a don't try. No, it's a you do the best you can and you forgive yourself. And that's something he also says in the article. He's like, you know, can I do everything at home? No. Can I do everything at work? Like he's saying like. He needs to work hard enough at work to make enough money for his kids to live. Yeah. And he's very, and that's like just a very practical thing of like, you know, some, you can't always be the best employee when you're a parent, but you do need to be mindful of keeping your job. Most of us don't have the luxury of not having I'll, an income. I'll find that I think how I have changed uh, in my work since having kids is I used to be way more of the, oh, I'm going to discover a thing that the the company or I'm working for like hasn't thought of, and I'm going to go 110% and build a whole new thing that no one asked me to do, and I sort of go zero to 100, and I show up, I'm like, hey, I built this thing that would have taken forever, and I can't do that anymore, and so I've changed as an, as an employee and that I'm like, I'm not blowing anyone's mind but boy, am I picking the right battles now. Yeah. And you, I'm it choosing really, to be dependable. For some reason, parenthood really gives you a understanding of when you're a value add to the place you're working yeah. at and like when your time is worthy because you know you can't do it all anymore and you just have to pick your battles. And it's I find the same thing where it's like, you know, sometimes I leave an hour early to get the kids and maybe I make that up later. Maybe the the needs are not that high on that given day, but you, you just know like, okay, I put in my time. Mm -hmm. I am additive in this place and at right now. Uh, and yeah, it took me a, a while though. I will say when we first had kids, my performance is certain tasks suffered. I suddenly became undependent, not dependable. Um, because I, I used to be able to finish it whenever and then suddenly right. I couldn't and I had, it was a big adjustment for like but a year But also you're so. stretched too thin and I think that's been, for both of us, I think, but especially you because I think you like to devote a lot of time to your work. Like that's your natural rhythm is yeah. to try to take every free hour you have and be working with people and you sometimes I, choose things that are not, super valuable to you or other people just because you want to be there. It's like FOMO. I have had, yeah, you know, I, I've realized I have had this view of myself that I'm not, I, I sort of feel like, oh, I'm lazy and I don't do all the work and everyone, it, it, people are going to find out. And then it's taken me a while to realize from you and other people that like, oh no, you work in all the time. It's just, I have weird hours. And so I'm like, you're right. I think I do work a lot, but my fear of being lazy keeps me good at it. Oh, gosh. Now people are going to know, really, I am lazy. I'm not doing anything. Uh, except editing this podcast for release tomorrow. I'm going to be up till 1 in the morning. 1 in the morning? No. Maybe midnight. Daylight savings is great, baby. <laughs> Tired? 
tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hello, this next segment is called Listeners Want to Knows. This is where we take your questions and comments. I like that you introduced that with a hello. <laughs> welcome back. It feels like a welcome back because we both just went to the kitchen and made old fashions for ourselves. It's true. And everyone else probably just listened to a great ad. Yeah. What so was it welcome about? Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Buy that stuff. Buy subscribe. that stuff or listen to that show. Whatever it was. Um, I bet it's great. Um, so we got a whole bunch of great listener mail recently. I just want to say, by the way, we get a, we're getting so much listener mail, which is the, the you know, the heart of the show. Yes. And thank you guys. It's, we don't always have time to respond to it, but yeah, we that, do read them and it's very, we read everything that's sent to us. And I have an, in, I have intense guilt about all the emails I have not responded to. And a lot of them are on the list that I'm like, Oh, I want to talk about it this sometime. So I haven't responded. And if I haven't responded, I'm, yeah, I'm meaning to respond with and you're we, great. Thank you. We love that you guys are engaged. Sometimes you guys are replying to topics we've covered on the show, and because we've already covered it, we're tr- we're not trying to talk about it too much and move on to other things. So we might come back to it, but um, it's not that we didn't appreciate your comments. It's just that we don't want to talk about the same thing on five different episodes. Because so, we're so professional. That's why. Because we're so professional, we're so and this is all about the organized. listeners, you know. Um, <laughs> and um. <laughs> And thanks for all those uh, reviews. Thank you, guys. Um, they make us feel <laughs> so pretty. Um, so this email, there's actually two things in this email that I want to talk about. Uh, they come to us from Matt from Long Island. Um, and so I'm going to read um, one of them. We'll talk about it, and then I'll read about the second uh, part. Matt wrote in, 
in reaction to the finding out the gender of the baby segment that we did uh, with his own story about how he and his wife um, had different opinions and then over time switched in the end. Um, But I'm going to skip that. Um, But just know that it was great. And Matt writes, one quick aside, BTW. I do feel that folks need to be a bit more private with their gender reveals. I've seen countless videos online of failed attempts to hit a baseball or even worse, one parent, almost exclusively the dad, being visibly disappointed by the result. I can't imagine the guilt I would feel if my younger daughter watched a video of me being anything but thrilled that I was having a daughter. If you aren't truly excited for your pregnancy, regardless of the gender, maybe don't invite 20 people to reveal your gender and live stream it on Facebook. Okay, down from my soapbox. (laughs) And then he has a real question. But I wanted to talk about that. (laughs) Okay, so that's like, I, it's hard to talk about this without offending someone. So I will say, first of all, I respect everyone's choices, but. But fuck you people that I'm about to insult. Here's who I'm going to (laughs) insult. The thing. I totally get what he's saying about people being unenthusiastic about the gender in the moment when they discover because the type of people who do gender reveals oftentimes, not always, are Boy, people... Boy, this is a generalization. People who are performing parenthood rather than experience... Like, Ooh, I hear what you're saying, but I'm also offended for some people that are hearing this and I being don't, offended. Like, I, I don't think everyone who does this is a horrible person. And I know, you know, it's just sometimes you just do fun <laughs> traditions for no reason. Peter and I did uh, the uh, garter toss at our wedding because we didn't know any better. <laughs> it was just we were young and we thought that's how weddings worked. And that's a weird thing. I mean, but so is throwing a bouquet people, to all the single ladies. People with tasteful weddings don't do that now. But we I mean, didn't know. A lot of people do. We did. And okay, you, whatever. If you're listening it and you did matter. that, you're, you're great too. We're not judging you on this one thing. <laughs> I'm just saying at the heart of it, gender reveals in 2018, a year when a lot of us are waking up to the fact that gender is a construct and that you know, there's a spectrum of our gender presentation and our sexuality and all of these things. It's a very unnecessary tradition we have uh, sort of given to the world. Yes. I think in through that lens of uh, whether intentionally or unintentionally, uh, what that event can say is that this is like this matters one way or the other. But where I think it is potentially a very positive thing is like, again, I've talked about this before, is that when the gender is revealed, there is something that shifts in your brain where it's the person you're picturing in your head doesn't exist and it's not correct. But knowing one detail about that person that you didn't know inherently like creates a more intimate relationship with this person in your head. And, and it feels and biases you towards them. Yes. That is the negative side. But <laughs> regardless of all, it's all false because you haven't met them, but there is a feeling of intimacy and excitement connected to even the, the imaginary person. So I think that impulse getting excited and wanting to know and eager to meet this important person in your life is a very, 
valid and beautiful well, thing. I, and I think this. I have no problem with people wanting to know. It's just that a gender reveal, as people tend to do it, is a performance of finding that information. And that's like, sure. that's in giving it extra weight. And it's saying, like, we care more about what what this person's gender is. Like, it's. I think that is the the. Th- that's the messaging that I think it's is make, problematic. It's making it feel like a momentous thing of like, this might make or break this person. And it's like, it's just. I mean, is it any, I mean, yes, the answer is yes. Putting, this, I was going to say, is, gonna thing, say is, is it any crazier than a baby shower? No, because it's not just, you know, some people do it in just a light way where it's like pink or blue balloons, whatever. They're just finding out. Other people, Middle America, like Christian America, oh these boy, gender, you are generalizing. My- I'm not generalizing. Again, once again, I'm referring to something you haven't read up on that I have. In Christian America, these gender reveals will be like, uh, I, I can't remember the specifics. This but is it'll a very be, specific corner of Christian America. We don't want to overgeneralize. Keep, keep going. Oh my god, chill the fuck out. <laughs> Just let me speak. Um, the the gender reveal will be like, is it guns or pink? Like they, they will label the, it'll be like, I, I can't, I wish I could remember the phrasing cause they have like a rhyme that uh, makes more sense, but it, it's like, do you have a girl and is your life ruined or yeah. is it a boy and you win? They're like, do you have, there's a rhyme that I'm like fully fucking up on and that. Are you sure it wasn't what I just said? Much more satisfying. But yeah, it's like, is it dresses or is it jerking off on the subway? Like, it's just like really like, <laughs> does he have a pickup truck or is he just sitting pretty at home? Like, it's just like very like. It's the messaging of the gender reveal is like these are camps that you will be divided into and you have to behave this way for the rest of your life. Um, listeners, your challenge this week is to write a better um, <laughs> a version of whatever the hell that please is. Write, please write them. I, next a- week, I want to read 10 of them. <laughs> Uh, a really offensive overgeneralization of gender that implies that boys are great and girls are a disappointment. Like, or- is your baby a redneck or is it a red dress? Uh- <laughs> um, that's I. That's fantastic. Um, so yes, I think those types of gender reveals are terrible. Uh, but I, I, but that's like the lot, a lot of them. That's like the tone of gender. That's the inherent tone of a gender. Reveal. Yeah. Even, even the P I think it's like us with the garter throwing. There's an unintended <laughs> message in us doing that. It was yeah. out, it's out of ignorance of like, Oh, this is what people do. That is a message. It was an unintended message. Yeah. And I think a lot of gender <laughs> reveals are because that has been done. And people aren't thinking about the messaging of it. Yeah, and I don't... And it's probably it's, fine most almost all the time. Again, I don't think we want to sound super judgmental. I don't think, like... I, obviously, we're sitting in our, like, media towers analyzing the things that people do. And other people are just trying to live their lives. And I don't think you have to think about the messaging of everything you do all day, every day. I'm just saying... This trend overall sort of speaks to a larger cultural idea of how we think about gender. And there's a gr- Matt makes a great point that you know your face is designed 
to show exactly what you feel. And in a moment of saying, it's a girl, and even if you didn't realize till that moment that you were sort of hoping for a boy, that even, shows up like, on your face. You didn't realize until that moment that you thought inherently that boys are more deserving of love than girls, oh. and then we're all witnessing you <laughs> feeling it. This is a study. Somebody has to go, somebody go online and find a bunch of these videos, and it's it gives it, I want to see dad's faces disappointed <laughs> that they had a girl whether they realize it or not that like that that there's an inherent bias in some people that maybe that is the moment they realize it they probably don't even realize it but we witness it in their emotions and on their face oh my gosh listeners i got a lot of work for you this week can someone not only come up with funny ideas for gender reveal party names but also can you make a compilation of youtube videos of uh, reluctant dads <laughs> experiencing gender reveals. Please send it to us. Thank you. We love you. We'll credit you on uh, the podcast. <laughs> second half of Matt's email. Um, the first half, first half, the first half was great. Um, this is me stalling as I scroll. We're drinking old fashions. We're oh my god, we're getting least. tipsy. What's the next question? I just want. I just reminded Beth on an earlier version of this podcast when we were developing it. I had an idea where we always have a different drink and we start the podcast by saying, Beth, what are you drinking? And, and she Yeah, Peter like wanted idea. to introduce our podcast in the very first episode by having a meandering conversation about the drink he was drinking. Keep in, in mind, the very we, know, first. we know nothing about booze. Yeah. So um, I don't know. If you're looking for a podcast where Peter just kind of rambles about what's in his cup, <laughs> let us know. Come on over to Peter's Cup. <laughs> Uh, okay, so here's the other half of it. Um, okay, I have a question for you. My wife and I are struggling with our toddler's separation anxiety and looking for pointers. Uh, Matthew screams and resists any activity that results in being separated from whomever or whatever is with him at that moment. Examples of this include... Anytime we drop him off somewhere or someone picks him up and he knows we won't be with him. Anytime someone who is over leaves, even if it's not us and even if we are both there, i.e. cries when his nanny leaves every day. Anytime we are leaving and the family pet or all his toys can't come with us. Anytime we arrive somewhere and try to remove his jacket slash shoes. <laughs> While we don't feel he is affected by the separation anxiety, uh, affected by separation anxiety disorder, and in most instances, he readjusts within five minutes. Our biggest fear is with school. This September, Matthew began his first drop-off program that meets two hours a day, two days per week. His, pe his teacher claims that he is fine within a few minutes, but we cannot help but notice that out of nine children, Matthew is the only one left um, who still cries and refuses to get in the classroom after about eight weeks slash 16 classes. It sometimes sets off one or two of the other kids and we are becoming self-conscious about it. Really interested to hear your advice and other listeners' advice on how to help him through this. I feel he is a very intelligent, intuitive child and we don't want this getting in the way of his further development. Thanks and all the best to you, Brendan Maven. Matt from Long Island. Thank you, Matt. Um, I have a short answer. Okay. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. My inclination with questions like this is always like, 
this is a phase that will pass and it has very little meaning. But I also think like someone in my mom group posted something about this recently where her her daughter was getting really mad and jealous when she would hug her husband <laughs> and just wanted to be included in everything. And it was it was really cute. But it was just like some sort of weird reaction that like toddlers are I, – I, I don't think it was a toddler she's describing, but young kids have. Matthew, this child is two and a half. Matthew's so this is Maven's age. Yeah. So in toddlers, it makes perfect sense. Oh, totally. But what someone said to this woman in my mom group is like, have you, you've been traveling a lot lately. So maybe she's just feeling a little bit insecure about like where she stands, the amount of attention she's getting, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing with kids. Like sometimes I've heard people refer to it as like refilling the well or whatever when you're like... For example, you're like at home all day with a toddler. Either mm -hmm. it's Saturday or you're, you're a stay-at-home parent and you're like at your wit's end and they're just clawing all over you. Sometimes if you just give them that reassurance that you're there for them, if you spend 20 minutes like just very actively playing with them, they're over it and then they're like they feel more secure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess this is the basis for like attachment parenting or whatever, which I have read nothing about, but <laughs> you're like, you make your kid feel secure in that attachment to you. And like, you're not trying to leave them constantly, even though sometimes you are. And you just, you feel that well, and then they feel mm -hmm. secure, and then they will let you go about your business as usual, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, we're not there or know what we're talking about because um, <laughs> that's our thing. That's but, your response to what I just said is that we don't know what we're talking about? Uh, I mean, we don't know that it's right. Uh, but Well, also, it's a toddler, so sometimes their behavior makes no sense at all. Yes. I mean, I connect to so many things you were talking about. It took a long time to... Like, it's still, I can't quite get out the door without both of my kids insisting that they take something. This morning, it was both of them needed to leave with uh, their summer water shoes on their hands so that they w could walk like elephants. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff, though, where I'm like, okay, cool. Like, this is doable. Thank yeah. you. We can work with this. But when This request, I love. When Bryn was <laughs> two to three and even into three, getting out the door was... All negotiation, all crying. He hated to switch. Yeah. I have to quickly say, our kids have suddenly fallen in love with their water shoes in <laughs> November, which are not warm <laughs> shoes. They uh, are full of holes. They're full of holes. They're fine. Like, if you're wearing socks under them, it's fine. But it's just, it's like, it's getting to be winter, and our kids are like, oh, I got to put on these water shoes. Yeah. Anyway. But I think also the, the, the thing I would think was a challenge is their son is going to play group twice a week. That is not, that's like so spread out yeah, that's that you don't get into a routine. routine. Our kids go to daycare five days a week and every time there's something new, they would freak out for three days. Yeah. And for, uh, I, I would get through these things cause I'd just be like, well, I'm going to stay calm and I'm not going to show any, any, uh, I'm not going to show them that I am distressed yeah. And then just three days in a row of saying, no, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're going. Well, and that's when they would get over right. it. Right. It's a hard thing to give advice on because for some people, you know, two days a week or two hours of preschool is all they have. And financially, they can't justify hiring yeah. someone to watch their kids to do, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
some a lot of jobs these days just do not pay enough for people to justify yeah. the cost of like full or part-time childcare. It just means it's going to take longer. So it's just yeah, it's a, you have to have a lot of patience, I think, in having that kid get out there. But I do like I think sometimes you have to remind yourself like it's like ripping off a band-aid and maybe yeah. if you're kid is only doing it two days a week it's a little bit of a slow rip off of the band-aid but the fact that you started the process is progress and you will be able to get away from your kid yeah and at it's some point. so long as as you are not reflecting uh back at them their own distress um you know especially when you have to say goodbye to a kid it's very clearly that like positive i will see you later i love you goodbye kiss and then you turn and you go and yeah the more you draw it out the more it validates their fear Mm -hmm. and the i mean the thing the reason why i immediately was like it's gonna be fine is that as you say within five minutes he's fine well that's nine times out of ten i think that's like the report parents get from the caregiver is like oh after five minutes, he was fine. And then yeah. s- there's like occasionally that one kid that's just like it takes longer for them. And that's, yeah. again, just like another part of the process. Like you have to know that that's your kid. Like that's what your kid is like, <laughs> you yeah. know, I don't. You got a, you got a beautiful, sensitive boy. Who, yeah. Um, I mean, well, I, tr- I do really think and this is like we spoke to this in terms of ta- having a meeting with daycare about Bryn and his needs is like all your kids have different needs and you just have to sort of figure it out as you go. Like they're all totally different people. Oh my God. You know what we're doing tomorrow? What? Parent teacher conference. That's right. Oh my gosh. It's so you election guys have day. that to look forward to. We're also we're gonna, voting. We're going to drop our kids off. We're going to vote and then we're going to go talk about Bryn um, with pre-K. We're going to go vote for some people who hopefully care about families. <laughs> This has been We Knows Parenting. You can find me at Beth New on Twitter. You can find Peter at McNinn. Uh, find us on Facebook at the We Knows Parenting page, on Twitter and Instagram at We Knows Pod. And if you'd like to submit a question, share a story, or to send us that awesome gender reveal poem that you're writing right now, you can uh, email us at WeKnowsPod at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 347 384 7396. Also, please visit our website, weknowsparenting.com. Uh, you can also find the phone number there. Or buy a t-shirt from our merch store. We got some funny shirts for the holidays. And uh, rate and review this podcast on the Apple Podcast. And Let's, subscribe. And subscribe. We want to we bump it up the charts. We hit number nine this week. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, until next time, I'm, I've been Peter McNerney. <laughs> and I have been and still am Beth Newell. Our new signing off. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day. 
today. Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.